0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. It's Monday. That means Father Charles Murr is staying with us today. Father, thanks for, again, coming in one hour a week to be with uh, our audience. I appreciate you taking the time, my friend.
1: Terry, I'm telling you, I, I never see it never ceases to amaze me how much you and your audience are able to put up. Ah!
0: <laughs> I hear Amazing. you. Well, you know what? Reparation, baby. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Father... This is a, a great day for the church, and I'll tell you why it's a great day. We're actually recording this uh, on All Saints Day, okay? Uh, what a great day to, to commemorate all the different saints that we've had. And you know what all of the saints have had in common from my, what I could read about it? Is their love for Jesus Christ above the world, the devil, and the flesh. They, they focus themselves on Jesus Christ, that's who they focus their lives on. And I think that that's what we need to do in these troubled times that we're living in because there were troubled times before and the saints lived through them before. And we can too. Do you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, actually that's what that's what uh, sainthood and sanctity is all about, isn't it?
0: Yes. And, and I'm going to add another connection. The Second Vatican Council's clar- clarion call was a universal call to holiness. That's something that I never hear... I'm going to call them modernists, okay? And I mean that. People who try to give the spirit of Vatican II. I never hear them say, "Oh, the Vatican Council is called a universal call to holiness." What? What? You're not kidding. It is, and, and but they never say that. So I'm going to mention that myself. Not only do
1: they never say that, Terry. You know something else they never say? What? Holiness.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: It's it's not it's not even a it's not even a a, a subject matter.
0: It's old-fashioned. Old Come on yeah there you yeah. go yeah all right well here's
1: social the, social, social justice social is the name
0: justice. of the game yeah you social know what justice. if i hear social justice one more time father murr i'm gonna i'm gonna start growing hair back on my head all right i wanted to get to the gospel but i want to set the stage for everybody cardinal Mueller just gave a presentation in rome at a conference i was supposed to be at but i had other duties family duties to take care of uh this was put out by LifeSite News, and. I want to talk about what he says, the responsibilities of a bishop and uh, right after the Senate. And I think it was just really refreshing to hear that. But before we get into that and much, much more, I'd like to read the Gospel of the day, which is Luke chapter 14, verse 12 to 14. Father, as usual, I'll read the Gospel and then you can Take your so. commentary. So reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Lord you, <clears> O <throat> On the Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees. He said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or sisters or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and you have been repaid. Rather, when you hold a banquet, Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Your thoughts? Yeah. Well, you know, when you
1: were reading that, the the first thing that went through my mind Mm -hmm. Uh, th- 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 this is going to sound a little bit crazy, especially today. Mm-hmm. But when when I was a pastor in New York, yes, I had uh, I had a number of friends on Wall Street, okay, who were trying very hard to 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 be Catholic. Awesome. Not a, not an easy place to be Ooh. Catholic, huh? but uh, they were trying very hard. And often enough, they would stop by Our Lady of Guadalupe Parish on Fourteenth Street, or Saint Francis de Sales. Uh, where I was pastor and would drop, would write, have a check for a thousand dollars. Wow. $500 uh, that I was to give that money to the poor. I was to distribute that to the poor. Yeah. And they didn't want any, they didn't want, uh, they didn't want a letter uh, for tax purposes. They didn't want anything. They just yeah. wanted to to do that. Right. Yeah. For whatever reason. Uh, sometimes I've heard I've heard problems in marriages being solved with a with a uh, with diamonds or rubies or a, yeah. a a a mink vase or something, sure. right? Yeah. To, to to for the sure. to kind of cover up the problem. I don't know what the problem was or what they had in conscience, but this was their way of of sharing with the poor. And I I, I thank them very much for trusting me.
0: Sure. I don't know that
1: I would trust me, but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they, they did. Good for uh, them. And and I would and I found people who who really needed yeah. help. To, uh all right, sorry, but the point is, they wanted no recognition.
0: That's awesome.
1: All right, and that's exactly what this gospel is saying. Yeah. When you do things, when you do good, don't look for recognition. And Christ says it in other places yes, too. Uh, You yeah. want to be like the, the like the Pharisees who, when they give alms, can you imagine this, Terry? Just imagine this: when you would give alms in the temple. Yes. As soon as you would put. Uh, the money that you wanted to give his alms, trumpeters blasted from from two towers to announce it to that. everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talk about! Oh my gosh! Just now you know why our Lord said that.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. Can Can you imagine? He said, "No trumpeters, no no trumpeters, none of this." He said, "And what? Remember what he all he also said? Those people have already received their
0: reward." Yes.
1: When you do charity, when you do charity, do it in secret. Right. And your father who sees in secret, he'll take care of that reward one day. Don't look for it here. I, I just remember those people who did that charity of helping the poor in that way. And they wanted no recognition. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of a, a, oh, yeah. a magnificent thing for today.
0: That is yeah. a, that's awesome. You know, I think of what Fulton Sheen said, don't measure your generosity by how much you give, but rather how much you have left over. And that's, that's, another, the, that's you know, leave it, leave it to Sheen. Yeah. Leave it to leave Sheen. It. But, but that same thing is that, you know, so you, 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 and that's the thing that everybody can do, even if it's a small thing with somebody, a homeless person, um, you know, yeah, yeah, I want to make a suggestion that, uh, I have a lot of homeless people here in Southern California. So I always ask for their name and, uh, they are blown away. Why would you want to know my name? Nobody's asked me that. Cause you're a person here. You have a dignity brother. And so, you know, I introduce myself and then I say, hey, uh, so what's going on? And I get in a conversation with him. What's going on is I'm hungry or I need this. So the bottom line is uh, I'm never no one's ever going to know that, you know, Joe, whatever his name was that I met is going to get, you know, get a lunch or breakfast because you gave it to him other than God. Because nobody knows that guy, I, I, you know, he's just, he just—he was just a, a guy that was on. his homeless now. He might have problems. Most of them have drug addiction problems, alcohol, whatever. But <laughs> he's a person to be loved, and so I think this this gospel really does point out that let's just do things quietly. Let's get it done. Yep. And you know, I, I yep. even go back to Ronald Reagan. He said this. Now this is a long stretch from this gospel to Ronald Reagan. Here it comes. Uh, not such a long stretch. Okay, he says this. He says, uh, it's amazing what can get done when, when people don't care about who's getting credit for it.
1: Yeah. Hey, listen. You know who would nod and say yes, yes, yes to that? Who's that? Our Lord.
0: Yeah. Our Lord
1: would. Our Lord I, think
0: would so. say, I think so. I think so. You got about. it. You yeah. got it.
1: That's it. Yep. Yep.
0: All right. Hey, Father, before we get to Fulton Sheen, I want to tease everybody. There's a a convert that came into the, it's coming into the church. Jordan Pearson's wife has uh, uh, got a great story. And We're just going to cover a little bit of that and much more. But before I get to the uh, to Bishop Sheen, I just want to mention something here in America because you're in Europe, and uh, this came through the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, who's a Baptist. And it's interesting, Father. I have many times I have more things in common with a, a believing Protestant brother than some of the Catholic yes. priests and bishops and what I I'm mean, with I'm, you yeah you I'm know what you. I'm saying this is a guy who says you want to know what I believe about things just read the bible <laughs> he says I have a there biblical worldview." how do you go wrong with that I mean I'm thinking is it that wouldn't it be nice to have more Catholic politicians having that view a biblical world view of course
1: indeed it would all right indeed it would.
0: well let's bring the smartest guy into the room I think we got Full Sheen, full Sheen ahead. This kind of comes back down to what Saint Augustine said too about about you know loving God. Here's what he said: Most people want to be good. I think that's a fair statement, uh, Father. But they yes. do not will to be good. And Saint Thomas Aquinas, <laughs> Aquinas says that you want right. you know, to will to be a saint. You have to will it. You have to want it. And so I think that's the—he nailed it today. We have a lot of people say, yeah, I want to be good. I didn't kill my neighbor yesterday, so I'm pretty good. <clears throat> but, yep. but willing goodness, <clears throat> what does St. Thomas say as the definition <clears throat> of love? By by um, He said this. I've got it memorized. He says, to will the good of the other. In other words, yep. that's what we're doing. So <clears throat> my question to you, Father, how do we get people to really want to— be good in the sense of following Jesus Christ. What's the what would you say to our listeners? Would be a I mean, is it example? Is it sharing the word? What What would be the number one thing we should do to help people to want to? I think the, the the
1: the first thing to do. The first thing to do is an obvious one. Yes, is be an be an example to people of 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 exactly that.
0: That's a good point.
1: Do that. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. And you know what else, Terry? Tell me. And this is very important. Uh. Be happy about it.
0: Oh yeah, joy!
1: You be happy about it. I mean, I, I know people that have made sacrifices, and for the rest of their lives, they talk about the sacrifice they made. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know. Yes.
1: No, that's and, great. You no, know, that's that's not it. That's not it. Be 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 happy. Be a happy person.
0: Yeah. There
1: was. I I, I remember. I remember especially. I, I've got a lot. Hold
0: a, your thought a, a, a before a we're going to take a quick break. I oh, want to hear that. What your thought is. Write it down. Uh-huh. Talk. We're on the Gary and Jesse show with Father Charles Moore. You don't want to miss it. Father's storytelling. I wonder where he got that from. Maybe from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You think? Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Father Charles Murray is with us. We got interrupted by a break, Father. Give us your thoughts on, you were going to bring up a story or two. I'm all ears. Well, here. tell me what we were talking
1: about. Give me a context. I've already forgotten. No, you know what? Me
0: too. I've already taken two texts and two calls, but here's what we were talking about. The, uh, yeah. the idea of of um, willing the good of the other, we talked about. Uh, that's true love. And then uh, we talked about the new speaker of the you were You were asking, you were asking. What can we do? Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, now I know. I'm gonna go. I had to go through it all. What can we do to get people to basically want Jesus Christ? In others, what sure. great thing and, we and can and do? and I'm
1: telling you, I'm telling you. Example, yeah. First thing is being a good example yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: And secondly, it's really important. I mean, uh, uh, I've had a couple priests uh, recently yeah. write me yeah. and, and, and tell me that that I'm way off, way off uh, uh, base. With the with uh with with the good humor necessary you know necessity of good humor really? said, that you know that's you should be you should be more serious
0: oh give uh, tell them to go pound excuse fan. me
1: I, I wrote them back and I said <laughs> how many fish have you caught with that serious yeah
0: exactly <laughs> you know
1: I, this is it yeah I and I was and I I just remember when you were talking yes um uh, I would I, I bartended for, really for once no, that's interesting in, in, in Germany, that's in it. Germany. Oh,
0: that's a good story. At the American,
1: at the American military base, I worked in the Mercedes Benz factory. Really, to pay for my own tuition. Oh God, sure bless you. see that? And, and that, that, and that paid, that paid my, uh, my, my, my studies for the year. Awesome. But I also, I also uh, worked as a bartender in the officers' club. No kidding. I, at the American. Oh, military we got base. some
0: stories there. In
1: Berlin, anyway, Berlin, uh, Germany, not far from Stuttgart. Mm-hmm there was there was someone there i'm, I'm going to call him joe we'll just call him joe mm-hmm. he was in the kitchen he was he was german and uh i at that time i don't i think i i was reading i must have been reading the everlasting man
0: oh yeah chester yep and i
1: it was chesterton it certainly was chesterton i'm not exactly sure uh which one but anyway i was reading chesterton and uh, you know between serving drinks and He's in the kitchen, mm-hmm. in charge of of, uh, of preparing food. Of course, he was a chef, and he said he said to me, what is, what is it you're reading?" And I told him it was Chesterton, and he said, "And and what is Chesterton, or who is Chesterton?" Wow. And I said, "Well, you know, he's a uh, Chesterton is a, is a, uh, an apologist, I guess I would call him yeah. Englishman." Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, anyway, I tried to explain. He said, "Oh, you mean some of that religious garbage." <laughs> I said, I said, well, it's, yeah, it's religious. It's religious, but you know what I love most most about uh, uh, Chesterton? Here's what I've always enjoyed about the old Jesuits, not the new ones. The the new ones are, they're lost. I don't know where they're going, but the the old Jesuit style was this style. And the Opus Dei, Terry, has this, 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 this manner of, uh, of approaching things. Yeah. They don't, they don't wear religion on their sleeve. Right. And the Jesuits, the old Jesuits never did that. If you look at their universities, the University of San Francisco, the yeah. University of Seattle, yeah. the University of Georgetown, Seattle. they're not, it's they're not Saint this, Saint that, Saint, saint, right. saint, Saint, Saint. It's not like right. And what they're trying to do is bring what they were were trying to do until they got lost, was bring Christ to people in the marketplace uh-huh. and accept people there and it was it was very good the opus day does the same thing if you look at the names of their institutes yeah. all of their schools and everything else they're secular names
0: yep right? yep and this this
1: was the idea anyway uh, what i liked about chesterton he did the same thing mm-hmm. he didn't he wasn't shoving god or you know pushing god the god 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 and holy holy, holy. he mm-hmm. He was using logic. Yes. He was using irony. He nice. was using satire. Yep. He, he used all of these things, but he brought you to God. Yep. He brought you to God. He he let you see that 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 ultimately the, the, the ultimate point of any argument that he was in is called God. Amen. It's fantastic, right? So I said to this I said to this kind of young man, he was he was 10 years older than I was, but I was 20, I guess. 24 at the time or something, so he must have been in his mid 30s. He said, "Well, I don't believe all of that." Now. I said, well, "I'm not asking you to believe. You started this. You <laughs> asked me what I'm reading. You know, what, what? You're asking me. You're asking me what I'm reading. I answered, and you're you're not. You're, you're, you're then you're going to argue with me. What, what's to argue about? I said, "Well, then don't read it, right? Anyway, from that moment on, uh, any time that he saw me, he mocked me. Wow." And I, and I never forget it. He, he, he mocked me because oh, there, there goes Holy Joe. There goes there. there wow! There. Right? Didn't say anything until one day. Until one day, mm-hmm. I guess I was there for like a, like about two months. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he fell into a d- depression, and he was taken to hospital. Yeah, in, with depression. Yeah, I think a lot of it too was alcohol. Sure. I think a, I think alcohol, alcoholism, and depression. Anyway, who did he ask to see? You, Me, of course. That's how it works. <laughs> right.
0: exactly. I,
1: so I went. I went. I went to go see him, uh, and I was just myself. And he said, "Were well, you with all that God stuff?" I said, "You know, I." His, I'm him Joe. Yeah. He said, Joe? I've never talked to you once about God. I've never mentioned it once. I said it seems to be bothering you, the the, the God the God question. Exactly. But you know, I, I, anyway, the long and the short of it was, he wanted to know how he could get that happiness.
0: Absolutely, he wanted it. Right.
1: Now he remember he wasn't asking how can I find God. No, no, peace. No, he wanted said happiness. And I, how can I be happy like you're happy? Said, exactly. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess you've already mentioned it fifteen times. Yeah, God exactly. right? I said, I don't know you have to figure that out for yourself. A lot in the short of it was uh, I the next year I was back I was back also in the in the in the, in the factory working uh, and I, I heard that he had committed suicide. Now this was this is a, a handsome young man, everything going for him, uh, but in in a state of depression, and rather than find joy, he couldn't find joy, and that's the only thing that he wanted, and that was that was God, yeah. and, that's, and that was the that was the ultimate thing that he rejected. Yes. So well, I don't know where I'm going with. All I know
0: where this, you're going. It's leading right into a conversion asking, story.
1: <laughs> you're asking me what can we do? Well, yeah. I think I think being. I know this sounds goofy. It sounds yeah. from the 1960s. Yeah. Hollabalu uh, and everything else, but be joyous. Of course. Be, of course. Just be, just be a be a person who's happy. Mm-hmm. And, and and there isn't a Christian, there isn't a Christian, Catholic or Protestant, there isn't a Christian in this world who should not be happy.
0: Absolutely. And you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's another element of bringing the gospel. This kind of leads right up to the story about Jordan Peterson's wife uh, becoming oh, a Catholic. Yeah. I mean, she's here's the story. The story is, this is Jordan Peterson. He's making a comment about saying, I'm happy for my wife that she found the truth. You know, this is uh, ultimately what we all live for. And uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I support her in her decision to become a, a Roman Catholic. Well, the story is she had a, in 2015, she had a bout with cancer. And it was a cancer that the doctor said you might have 10 to 11 months to live. That's what they estimated. Yeah. So she had a good... Catholic friend, who was a convert to the Catholic faith, who was an Opus Dei member, and she did what you just talked about with that gentleman. She befriended this woman to a point where, you know, I, I mean, Bishop Sheen says pain is God's megaphone. Well, I, the pain of having cancer got her attention to think about the ultimate death, and so <clears throat> she asked, you know, her friend, what would you know, what can I do, and. She made, she prayed to a a novena to the founder of the Opus Dei uh, priests and order there, uh, the Secular Institute. Saint Jose Maria. Saint Jose Maria Esclavar, if I pronounce his last name right. And so, Esclavar de
1: Balenguer. There you
0: go. I got I love it. Father, thank you. And so, they did the novena, and believe it or not, the cancer disappeared. The doctors were shocked. Now, this woman prayed the rosary with her. For over a month in the hospital while she was being treated, she she was a Protestant. She was not, you know. In other words, she's praying a rosary because she's saying, "Wow!" And then the woman starts to explain redemptive suffering as Catholics believe. It's basically, you know, what it is, Father. Old school Catholicism. That's all.
1: Give me that old time religion. (laughs) It was good enough for me,
0: right? You got it. So she's going to become Catholic because of her example of her friend who ministered to her and really gave her uh, the faith by saying, well, let's pray. Let's do this. Let's do that about the faith. And the point I'm trying to convey is I think this fits right into what I want to bring up about the Senate that just finished on synodality. We still haven't figured out what that means, but okay, it's done. And I think... Uh, that story that we just had with Jordan Peterson's wife converting to the Catholic faith—that is what uh, the mission of the Catholic Church is. Because, as and I'll just point out, I'll, I'll uh, I will demonstrate canon laws. The last canon in canon law says that the Church is here for one purpose, and that is uh, for the salvation of souls. And so, I think that our bishops could have. I learned something from that Opus Dei woman who befriended Jordan Peterson's wife, that this is really what the mission of the church is. This idea of dialog, dialoguing to death. In other words, saying you have, well, let's listen, and not bringing out the scriptures of Jesus Christ and teaching them about the meaning and purpose of life. It's a sin of omission if I didn't share the gospel when I can with people. That's what traditional Catholicism says. So, so, Father, let me lead right into this next segment. Cardinal Mueller, who was the former prefect for the doctrine of faith, he's been very vocal these last couple years, and I really appreciate his direction because I happen to agree with the man because he's given old-time religion. He says that bishops who don't preach the faith have forgotten the meaning of their existence. And I would even add those, not just bishops, anybody in the church has for has forgotten uh, the meaning of our faith, that we need to share it, has missed it also. He said this in a talk just 48 hours ago. In Rome, the Pope and the bishops must hold fast to the Church's mission for the salvation of the world in Christ and not serve woke ideologies? What? (laughs) Why don't you really tell me what you think, Cardinal? He says uh, at this LifeSite forum just 48 hours ago, he cautioned today that any attempt to modernize the Catholic Church's transmission of the gospel teaching brings only illusory results. During his speech in Rome, and I'll let your comment on this, Father, he said this: that uh, that this, you know, we have to go along with the teachings of the Church. He said, "Hey, we got a break coming up. I didn't realize that. When we come back, I want to let Father Murr hear what Cardinal Mueller has to say about the mission of the Church." and much, much more when we come back. Yes, I I do say this often, and I'm going to say it a little different. I'm going to say this, that I'm too inspired to be inspired, okay, it's early in the morning. I'm too protected to be detected (laughs) and too renewed to be subdued. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I get a little excited when I hear a cardinal speak like a cardinal should speak. You know, Father, it's refreshing.
1: It must must be because of the rarity.
0: I I think that is the case. Unfortunately, you're correct. But um, here's what I think is really touching for me is he said this. He said he pointed to the dogmatic constitution on divine revelation. This is one of the 16 documents of Vatican II. He said, explaining that this teaching office... The church's teaching office is not above the word of God, but serves it, teaching only what has been handed on. What a great thing to teach to the fathers at that senate and to the lay people, so that they can get a little clarity that it's not majority vote, you know, rules. Number two, he quoted one of the great saints, Saint Irenaeus of Lyons. He clarified that authentic manifestation of the apostolic succession of the bishops is to be anchored to psychology. No! Sacred Scripture! That was a joke. I know. <laughs> Give me a break, Terry. An apostolic tradition, said the Cardinal. Thus, and he, and this is really where he's pointing at him. I, I just appreciate this. He said, bishops who betray their divine mission in order to avoid being accused of proselytizing or being rig, uh, rigid, rigorous, rigorous for defending Christian morality have forgotten the meaning and the reason of their existence. I, there's more, but Father, when you hear something like this from the cardinal, doesn't it make you just uh, wow? You know, you know
1: what it does. It, it gives Tell me, me uh, great hope, ah. also, Terry. You know how often we pray for the conversion of this one, the conversion yeah. of that one.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, when we were kids, we used to pray every day for the conversion of Russia. Of course. And when we weren't praying for the conversion of Russia, we prayed for the conversion of the Jews. Right these were prayers of, that we had in every every catholic grade school yeah what's what's beautiful is to see i remember praying for the conversion of of the jews and hearing from my mother and father that a couple they knew who were jewish were becoming catholic yeah awesome and i felt i felt as a kid
0: hey there were yeah that's
1: what i've been that's yeah, what i've exactly. been praying so that you get your prayers answered so often we're praying for the conversion of our bishops and our our, our, our the hierarchy. Yeah, because they there a lot of them are way off base. Yeah, I and mean, you know it, and I, I know do. it, and so do they know it. Yeah. But but Cardinal Muller was was I I remember him as being a, a sort of a fiery liberal spirit.
0: And that is correct.
1: And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah. when he's face to face with real liberalism.
0: Oh yeah.
1: He, okay. I, I think he had a, I think he had second thoughts. He got time to examine that, and there is a conversion in him. Yep. Uh, this, the same thing, the same thing happened to Cardinal to to Joseph Ratzinger when he was bishop. I'm
0: going to go there. Yep. You know, yep. There was another
1: conversion. So I mean, th-
0: these things.
1: Uh, you know, we pray for these conversions. We shouldn't be absolutely shocked when they happen.
0: Right, right. Father. One thing he said that I thought was great advice using scripture. He said that the temptation to adapt the gospel to current trends of the world was warned against by St. Paul, who said, If I wanted to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. I love that statement. And the gospel I preach did not come from men. I received it through the revelation of Christ. Is that not sound advice for us today in the church? Of course
1: it is, but, but, but and I, I've been saying this forever, Terry. Yeah, and, and you know this, Sure. What what's what concerns me greatly is when I hear the Catholic Church reiterating the same philosophy as the world. Ex- that's what Bishop Sheen talks this, about. This this yeah. this bothers me to because then it's wrong. Yes. I know it's wrong right off right off right off, of I know it it's is. wrong, because if the world is saying x and the church is saying x rather than y, we've got a problem, and this is what we, this is what we've come down to, yeah, and so is the synod, and so is all of the dialogue and all of the all of the folder all that goes with it,
0: and you know Bishop Sheen talked about this back in the nineteen seventies, sure and on priest retreats that you and I both have listened to over and over again. And he said... No, I didn't,
1: listen. I didn't listen to it, Terry. I made it. Ah! I yeah, made you, that That's retreat. right. You made it. That's great. I had Fulton J. Yeah, Sheen as him, a yeah. private retreat master. Is that
0: awesome? It doesn't get any better I'll, than
1: that. On the re, on recording. Yes! Wrong, but it was... I was I was his audience and he was my priest.
0: And you and priest. thousands of other priests have told us that. A hundreds of yeah. that i personally talked to have yeah. done the same thing. Yeah. And you know, that's one of the things, just I'll make a little commercial. I have... Just for many people, uh, I've been recording Archbishop Sheen and getting recordings for the last 40 years. I have probably five different priest retreats. And uh, what we're doing at Virgin Most Powerful Radio is I've got a crew of two guys that are working on taking those recordings with sacred images and putting it on YouTube. Because there's a lot of Bishop Sheen YouTube recordings. But I'm going to add to that from our our, our uh, supply that we have here at St. Joseph Communications and Lighthouse Catholic Media that I've given to. But we're going to make it so that anyone in the world can go to YouTube and we'll have just hundreds of hours of Fulton Sheen that maybe— Gary, you know
1: you know what I'm going to do when I become a zillionaire? What's that? A, a gazillionaire? Yeah. I'm going to send all of Bishop Sheen's 1950s program, Life is Worth Living. Yes. And all of his talks to be remastered.
0: Awesome. And be awesome. Remastered
1: and redigitalized and, and and so that they so that they look cleaner and everything. Oh else yeah, doesn't... so that
0: would be a great investment for for the salvation. Well, of the you just
1: you just pray, Jerry, that I become a gazillionaire first. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, you notice it's not a millionaire; it's a zillionaire. I like that term, Father. One last thing that that Cardinal Mueller talked about. Uh, he talked, you know, Bishop and Bishop Strickland says this: we have to become first century Christians again to convert the yes. world. Yeah, and he yeah. said this. He said that the cardinal underscored the fact that early Christians were also reminded (coughs) uh, in admonition, that just as applicable today, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be led astray by various strange doctrines. That's Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7 to 9. And he said, in today's world, this means that the Pope and the bishops must hold firm to the church's mission for the salvation of the world in Christ and must not attempt to adapt or to earn the approval, and this is really important, the approval of the world by proving their right to exist through serving secular ideologies such as, are you ready? Put your seatbelt on. The eco-religion ecology, you know, like saving the, the, uh-huh. the earth. An anti woke movement, anti rational woke movements. This man really nailed it, Father, using Scripture and the saints to give us clarity on what the mission of the church is. Now, is he? Is it not? I mean, that that's how I read that.
1: Well, if you know, if you to be truthful, the mission of the church has never changed. Of course, from it has.
0: Of course, it has.
1: Now, this is this is what I we just lost. And it. I, people are forgetting this. People are forgetting this, and it, and when people get nervous as I know they are because yep. I get letters. Sure. I get letters and letters and letters from people as you do yep. who are nervous about what's happening in the church. There's no need to be really nervous. Yeah, yeah. I don't like what's happening either, but not to get nervous because I, I keep, I've keep i said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. In the end, I know who wins. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and besides this, I'll tell you something else. Let me, let, me, let me say this. Take your time. we got all the time. Go ahead. We cannot... We cannot, not what we're able to, or, or, yeah. or, or, or this is a free will a choice. You may not disobey God exactly, to obey men.
0: Oh, well said. Well said. Right? Yep.
1: So when, some, when somebody's telling you that he's going to change scripture, and he's going to change moral law, and he's going to change what sacred scripture already says, uh, I'm sorry, I cannot obey that. I have to obey God first. Well, there's a there's a great Spanish saying Terry tell us. That, that that people use in common parlance mm-hmm. and and it is dios primero God first
0: God first I've heard that over and first. over again
1: and they'll say you know, <clears throat> I I hope to I hope to go to Rome dios primero
0: yeah
1: God willing or yeah. God first <clears> throat> well, throat> well I say it literally God is first amen and the word of God yeah. is not to be changed one iota for anything that any any human being says all right much less much less the leaders of our church they are supposed to be faithful to that word of god
0: yep i agree father one more thing that the cardinal said bishops and theologians have forgotten that in christ alone we are given the fullness of grace and truth or who or who think they can develop the teachings of christ according to their own likings this has been my criticism Of the last 10 years, I'll be honest with you. Yes. Many more years before, too. People wanting to change it because they feel like it should change. But he said this. He quoted St. Paul. If I wanted to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Great advice. Obviously. The The gospel I preach did not come from men. Let's remind ourselves. This is fundamental. I receive it through the revelation of Jesus Christ, said the cardinal. So he compared the clergy temptations today to relinquish the truth of Christ for worldly favor of that of Pontius Pilate. Well said, touche, who he said, who hoped to spare the suffering himself by inflicting suffering upon Jesus Christ and overseeing his crucifixion. And death. that statement nailed it, in my opinion.
1: That's it. That's it. it. So the, 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 one of the, one of the the greatest questions in Scripture, Terry. Yeah. Who? When when Pontius Pilate. I,
0: I for you. Right. Yep. Yep.
1: And, and 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 our Lord. You yeah. want dialogue? I'll yeah. give you a dialogue. Yeah, this is good. Go back right. and look at that dialogue. <laughs>
0: huh?
1: Yeah. Right. And he says he says uh, he says I am I am the I am the truth, the life. What is the truth? Yeah. He, he, Pontius Pilate is looking squarely at the truth. He's looking truth in the eye. Yeah. And says, what is the truth? Well, this is the problem with the world, isn't it? They, they are willing to reject. You look right at Christ. Christ is the truth. No, no, no. Let me look elsewhere for it. Okay, good. Hope you find it.
0: Well, you know, Father, I hate to tell this, but I'm going to have to tell the story. 25 years ago, I was with a I won't say the bishop's name because he was just named a bishop here in Southern California, and we had a party. And he was a very progressive person, and we were dialoguing with him, dialoguing, talking to him. And when I when we come back from the break, you got to hear what he said because I thought he was Pontius Pilate. And I'll tell you more when we come back on the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murr, our guest here. It's Monday. Uh, the month of uh, November is the month for the poor souls in purgatory. Let's make remember to pray for those poor souls. This is the cemetery, half master's office for your loved ones. Stay back, stay, stay with us. When I come back, I'll give you a story about a bishop of Pontius pilot. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 526 2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Absolutely. Actually, it's uh, Father Charles Murr filling in for Jesse on Mondays here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I'll give you a teaser, I, uh, the story, and then let's get into Bishop Sheen's life of, life of Christ. Father Murr was talking about the uh, dialogue that our Lord had with Pontius Pilate, what is truth. Many th- I guess it's 1988. Uh, we're at a, a dinner for a party for a, a priest that's going to become a bishop in Southern California. And we knew he was a little progressive. And my friends were sitting and chatting with him, and they cut the topic of objective truth came up. You know that we believe these truths are universal. For you know now, there's mm-hmm. no ending for the with truth. There's the truth. There's no expiration date. And uh, uh, the bishop, soon, soon to be bishop, he says to us young guys, we were. I'd say I was probably 28 years old. So you know, I had hair on my head, a little bit left. And I said. Uh, I said to the bishop, uh, you know, about objective truth, and he looked at me and says, What is truth? Just like a question. <laughs> are you, are you, I about fell over, you know, I go, You're going to be a bishop, and you're asking me, What is truth? Father, this actually happened. And I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. was a paralegal. Uh, uh, Maria was her name. She was a tough little girl, and she she raked over the, the bishop, soon to be bishop, over the coals because they, you're going to be a bishop and you don't know what truth is? Shame on you. This is a woman yeah. saying this to the, to the priest. And, of course, that Good didn't, for go, her. Good it, for didn't her. go over well. And um, oh. we were told that we were kind of— uh, Probably wasn't
1: probably wasn't intended to.
0: No, it wasn't.
1: To so, go over well.
0: So yeah. that that's all. So, again, let's get back to the truth because that's what sets us free. Uh, Father Murr, this book, Life of Christ, you and I have been going over for a couple months— Encouraging people to pick it up. Again, I, the way I picked it up, the newest one was um, the Word on Fire Classics. Father Bishop Robert Barron has published the new book. It's a hardbound book, and I think it would be good for people to look and get a copy of. But I'm talking right now in this last segment, Christ's family tree. What is that all about? You know, we do hear, uh, you know, uh, the genealogy of Christ. But let's get into what Sheen has to say. He says Through his divine nature was from eternity. That one statement, Father, why don't you explain? Because I think we're going to, wait a minute, divine nature. Why, why don't
1: I explain? Well, I'll eternity? give you my,
0: yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that he was always, there he, was no beginning for his divine nature. Go ahead, I'm listening. No, 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 no. That's no where I was going. No, no, yeah, no. See, no end? See, to me, because it's, it's all tied into the mystery of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, okay? Yes. He says this, human nature had a Jewish background. Yeah, you know, that's really an interesting thought. He's right. The blood that flowed in his veins was from the royal house of David through what? Through Saint No, not Saint Joseph, through his mother, who, though poor, belonged to the lineage of the great king. Oh my gosh, he's he's nailing it. His contemporaries called him the son of David. The people would never have consented to regard as a Messiah. Any pretender who did not fulfill this indispensable condition, nor did our blessed Lord himself ever deny his Davidic origin. He only affirmed that his Davidic affiliation did not explain the relations which he possessed from the Father in his divine personality. That's one paragraph in this book. I can th- I could th- I could really think about that.
1: Actually you could you could spend a few days on that yes! paragraph, couldn't you? Yes. I
0: mean it, yeah. just give us your thoughts because father, we have we have probably eight or ten minutes, but I, I it, Well no no,
1: this is this is what distinguishes and and, and Sheen is doing a, a fantastic job of it. Remember I told you one of the things that most impacted me. Yes. And I knew this. This is what's crazy. I knew all of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I never heard it put so succinctly, yes. so dramatically, yes. and it hit me on the head like a like a hammer. Yeah. Right. When he talked about the pre annunciation, the oh. pre-announcement yeah, yeah, yeah. of Christ. Right? When when we, when you take into account how God chose a people, not right. Right, he didn't choose a people, he created a people. Yeah, that's for a good himself, way of saying it. Better, right? yes, yes. That's I mean, really because they yeah. weren't already no. kind of in existence right. there, right? No. And, in in they were a potential people mm-hmm. right, yeah, with Abraham, and he created a people himself, yeah. and you know what was beautiful? He respected his own creation, yeah. God respected his own creation because he gave them as much as they could stand to learn at the at, at that time, yes, right he didn't insist that they ex- they accept the whole thing right the trinity the they said right. uh, no, 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 little by little. And you'll be learning as you go through the desert for 40 years. And when you come into Jerusalem and he, and he was with them yeah. and he taught them. So you've got this prehistory, which Terry, no other religion in the existence of in the, in the world has it. That's
0: right. No one. Right. That's right. And we call,
1: we call these, these people, the Jews, the Hebrews. Yes. This is, this is God's creation. I love I love a poem that G.K. Chesterton was fond of, of, of uh which one was that quoting. Well, I thought it was he, I thought he had written it. I found out that that he was just quoting it. He said it he said it was the shortest poem in the world. <laughs> how odd of God to choose the Jews. <laughs>
0: <gasps> I never heard that. that was a, but that's true.
1: How odd of God yeah. to choose the Jews. But this was his people. Yeah. And through that, through that lineage. He was preparing these people to receive the Christ, yes. his son. So it took a special preparation to get these people to the point where they could, where, where Christ would enter into that history, mm-hmm. be accepted and understood by those close to him. Right. Yep. And the, the person who made that happen, the epitome is the Blessed Virgin Mary. Right. So oh. What you have to remember with her, this is this I will never understand because I cannot understand why certain Protestants they almost detest the Blessed yeah, Virgin Mary like- never, never understood it and I never will when, when you stop to think that she gave the word of God his flesh and blood knit him together in her womb yeah. for nine months yeah. suckled him at her breasts yes. trained him Taught him to walk, to speak. You've got to be kidding. How could you have anything but the greatest devotion for this woman? Right. It was through her. And she could have said, this is this is great too. Remember how much God respects freedom. Exactly. Free will. Yep. God respects liberty. Freedom is, is yep. that is, his image is freedom. Yep. She could have said no. Exactly. She could yeah. have said no. Yeah. Are you kidding? I don't need any of this. What you're promising, you're promising me that I'm going to be a uh, 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 pregnant before marriage. I'm going to have to walk with that stigma, yeah. have to live this way, I'm going to I'm going to suffer during my life with this, and I'm going to see my child die in front of before my eyes? I don't think so. She could have said no. She did not. Yeah. She said fiat. She gave her a yes to God. What I'm trying to say is this: Christ's human nature. Yes, he took from that woman. So, 100%. go back to Sheen. Go yep. back to Sheen just for a moment. Sure. How magnificent must that woman have been? Hmm. Yeah, I, God put her. God put her together. Yep. And right down to the color of her eyes.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: How she walked, how she talked, the tone of her voice yes. everything about her was—and I mean, and—and I love this too with she. I love this with she. I've seen him do it a few times mm-hmm. when he gets to talking about the Virgin Mary, yes, and the glo- the glories of Mary that yes. she that she gave to her son. He starts singing a song. Remember that song? Yep. Have you ever seen a dream walk? well I have
0: <laughs> that's funny Mary is,
1: Mary is God's dream
0: exactly walking. if you made your mother right. I loved it yeah. you know when that's, you talk that's about free anyway. Will Father I just want to jump yeah. into what Sheen said yeah. too he said the only value in saying yes to God is you have the freedom to say no and it seems, yes. it seems you and I and everybody listening right now has a decision to make do we say yes to God or do we say no, and I'm encouraging and that and that
1: decision Terry yes. that decision, Almighty God
0: well, Almighty
1: God, the Creator of the universe of yes. all that is seen and unseen, yes will respect is that he will respect your decision one hundred percent
0: isn't that incredible that damn. it is incredible
1: i'm going is incredible. Ma- I'm going
0: to mass in a couple minutes after this show at our chapel. I've got thirty minutes to prepare. But that's going to make me really realize, Jesus, I want to say yes to you every day. And this is right back to our daily always. offering that all of us should be doing every day, right? Offering our day, yep. our actions, you know, to God. Give it all to Jesus yep. every day. And what we give will come back. <laughs> Man, big, big, I mean, think about this, Father. You and I, I'm in my 60s. You're a little over 70. Life is short. Eternity is forever. Encouraging people to go and, and, and fall in love with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church, the benefits are out of this world, okay? I mean, literally. Out, literally exactly, literally <laughs> out of this world because God promises us that if we keep his commandments and we uh, follow his way, that we have eternal life. We receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity in, in the Eucharist. Father, you just said Mass before this show. What a great honor that was for you. And think of the effects it has on the church. It's powerful. The greatest thing you could do for Holy Mother the Church and the salvation of souls is to offer the eternal sacrifice of the Mass. I mean, that to me, if we understood the Mass, and just a quick note, I'm going to go talk to some young people at a university, and I'm taking the Fulton Sheen book, This is the Mass, and I'm gonna cover in an hour, I hope, uh, what the Mass is to these college students who have a great love for the Eucharist.
1: Sheen also said something beautiful Tell me. about the Mass. He said so, so many beautiful things. Yeah. But he talked he talked about the Mass and the priest's offering of Holy Mass in connection with Christmas. What is Christmas? Christmas is, is the, the manifestation of the incarnation. Yes. The, the, right? But he said, he said, not in a manger, but in the in the crèche of the priest's hands. Wow. Is is Christ. What a way to go. That's Father
0: Murr, thank you for that last insight of Fulton Sheen. Thanks again for taking the time to join us. Father, how about a blessing for our audience, please?
1: Um, Amen. This is thank, your, thank you, Terry, for, you for the Father. privilege. Our,
0: our, it's a privilege, too. Folks, if you want to hear other recordings of Father Charles Murr, you can go to vmpr.org and look at the podcast. On every Monday, here are on Virgin's Most Powerful Radio. As long as he's breathing and I'm breathing, we will do our best to share the gospel with you. And again, I want to thank all the listeners who support us in sharing the gospel to the entire world. We appreciate all your prayers and your sacrifices. May God richly bless you and your family and full see ahead here at Kirkwood. Yeah.